Welcome to this special podcast. On this week, when the COVID-19 vaccination is being rolled out, I'm delighted, absolutely delighted to be joined by a friend of mine and a friend of many of you as well, Dave, Dave Back. I've known Dave for many, many years and I would like to welcome you, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for being part of this podcast. Thank you, Sydney, for the opportunity and privilege of taking part in this podcast. I've listened with great interest and much benefit to the previous podcasts with Michael, Morris, Steve and Will. And I think they address some really vital questions which I know are being asked by many people. For those who don't know you, would you briefly tell us about yourself and also tell us your role and responsibility for many years here in Liverpool? Thank you. Um, We can keep this brief. I first came to Liverpool to study in 1966, a date which I guess rings a few bells with older folk, the year of the World Cup win. I'd really wanted to do medicine, but my A-level grades suffered because of too much sport, and I guess there's a lesson uh, to be learned from that. So I ended up with a medicine-related topic, which was pharmacology. After my degree, uh, I did a PhD, then very quickly was invited onto the lecturing staff and eventually went on to the management team in the early 1990s. My research interest has always been infectious diseases and I built a team working on studies in multiple settings in many different countries on malaria, then HIV uh, and hepatitis. And then when I thought I could slip out quietly from uh, doing a part-time role that I'd retained within the university, uh, we had COVID. So this year, rather than being quiet and part-time, has been incredibly busy as the push to try to get some drug treatments for sick patients gathered pace. And it was all hands to the pump. Uh, And like many listening, uh, large parts of the day have been Zoom meetings or Microsoft team meetings. And although virtual meetings are an amazing resource, we've all certainly found the benefit in church life, haven't we? We still long for the days of face-to-face meetings and interactions and relationships uh, with colleagues and friends. So that's just a little bit of background in uh, short. Thank you for that, Dave. So here are a couple of questions for you. First of all, why has this vaccination been rushed through? And is it safe Are there side effects? Would you please speak into those two questions? Thank you. Yes, uh, these are really important questions. And one, I guess, that I've been asked a lot in recent days. This will take just a little longer to answer. I think it is important to remember that vaccination is one of the great success stories of modern medicine, greatly reducing the incidence of infectious diseases such as measles and smallpox, just as examples. And on more than one occasion, I've been to the School of Tropical Medicine, the travel clinic where Narelle, Narelle Gray, worked for many years to get uh, a yellow fever vaccination or a booster for the triple uh, diphtheria tetanus polio vaccine before traveling to certain countries. So vaccination is part and parcel of life. Now, in relation to the question about the speed of vaccine development uh, for the COVID vaccine, it's true that it has been extremely rapid. But it's important to remember a couple of points. One, we didn't start from zero. 
in that there's been ongoing studies into vaccines for other coronaviruses before January 2020. So knowledge had already been accruing. For example, the team in Oxford have been working on developing vaccines for other infectious diseases for many years. And then secondly, vast amounts of money and personnel, both in academia and industry, hence the link with AstraZeneca Pfizer, were moved into vaccine research uh, and the development process. And this has been unprecedented and clearly with unprecedented resources, progress is going to be more rapid. However, I do want to stress that essential corners have not been cut in the process. The need for a vaccine is unquestioned in my view. If you think about the options going forward to stop the spread of the disease, it's either the rollout of a vaccine and a good take up of the vaccine, or the intermittent lockdown or even more continuous lockdown being placed in tier two, tier three, or uh, whatever through 2021 and beyond. And unless we follow one of these paths, the vaccine path or the lockdown tier um, regulations, then there's going to be a totally unacceptable pressure on all our colleagues in the hospital intensive care units, in care homes and other parts of the NHS. And there will be thousands more deaths, way in excess of the normal death rate. I guess I'd really hope that we might have moved in the direction of drug treatment also as an option, either to prevent the catching of COVID or as a very early treatment to prevent getting sick. In truth, we've only had limited success in that direction with three drugs to date. And they've been given with some success, yes, uh, to hospitalise patients. Remember how President Trump got three drugs? And two of those drugs are currently very expensive. And therefore, the impact will be on a very limited uh, number of patients, ultimately. So the development of vaccines has been rapid due to both the resources thrown at it and the worldwide clamour for a way out of the pandemic. And then the question is, as you've posed, Sydney, is the vaccine safe and what about side effects? To date, over 100,000 people um, volunteered for the Oxford vaccine trial <clears throat> and we've data on 24,000. And the results have been highlighted in the press with a, an overall efficacy rate of 70%, which is slightly less than the Pfizer vaccine trial, 40,000 participants and data of 90% plus efficacy. However, both those figures are pretty convincing, um, outstanding for a new vaccine against a coronavirus. It's true there are limited data on long-term safety since the follow-up of the trial participants has only been a few months. However, there's going to be <clears throat> ongoing monitoring and observation of trial participants and all the recipients of the vaccine over many months going forward. I guess I should state that I've got a vested interest in that I was one of the first over 70s to participate in the Oxford vaccine trial. Though as I speak, I don't actually know if I received the COVID vaccine or the meningitis vaccine and should know maybe even this week. I personally experienced only very mild side effects, a little soreness in the arm, which was exactly the same as for the flu vaccine. And as you probably know from the press releases this week, the Pfizer vaccine was approved by the MHRA, our regulatory body, on December the 2nd. And we're still awaiting approval of the Oxford vaccine. And I personally do have full confidence in the expertise and the rigour and the judgment of the MHRA 
to approve medications. And this vaccine is no different. It's important to remember when we talk about side effects that when talking about any medication, it's always a balance between the benefit of the medication and any potential risk of the medication. And there's no such thing as an absolute 100% safe medicine. Paracetamol can cause liver failure, for example, in overdose. Aspirin can cause ulceration if you take too many. Ibuprofen can affect the kidneys. However, in everyday use, taken at normal doses, how many of us have benefited greatly from painkillers? So could there be some as yet unseen side effects from the vaccine? That cannot be totally ruled out. But all the present data are encouraging in this direction. And I would certainly urge everyone, apart from those with severe allergies where there could be an issue, to have the vaccine if offered. And I'll be the first in the queue if I find I only had the meningitis vaccine in the trial. I wonder in closing, are there any other comments you would like to make that would be helpful to us? Remember how the sons of Issachar were said in 1 Chronicles 12.32 to understand the times and know what Israel should do? So we should be those who understand our times, difficult times, aren't they, in which we live, and recognise the implications of what we do or maybe do not do in relation to the COVID vaccine. But let's also take to heart the words of Paul to Timothy I urge that prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives. And this is good and pleases God our Saviour. He wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. And let's continue to pray for those in authority, whether we agree with them or not, and for those on the front line of the caring professions, and for older folk in our congregations, for those who struggle with physical and mental health issues, for our children and grandchildren with family life and education having been so disrupted. And pray as Paul did, that despite all the difficulties, there would be those who come to the knowledge of the truth as it is found in Jesus. Once more, Dave, I want to thank you. We're very grateful to you. 